shoot first first hi welcome to the actual play the podcast this is stars without number episode one part two and uh this is where we get to uh we're introduced to squidly the uh the ship that hope flies uh well the ship that they all fly rather the, hope, the ship that, that that hope pilots uh as we get back to Tarakon station uh it's also the sort of downbeat of the episode where we get to see a little bit more of atlas see a little bit more of dartha and how they operate um and and how things work when you're not trapped inside a black hole on a strange space station that was just discovered there so uh enjoy learning a little more about our characters and learning a little bit more about the world and all the cool folks that inhabit it Hello and welcome back to actual play stars that number. We're back and we're on the ship. Um, and we're gonna get the heck out of here. Jay, I want to describe the ship, but there are so many visual details that matter to me that I want to mm-hmm. like. I feel like I need to parse it out. So I want to give like three short ones, and then we could, you know, we can keep on elaborating. But here, here's my three short visual details. Hope is running to get to the. To, to get to the to the, get to the helm, her quarters are all curved and segmented like a centipede. As she's running, she looks out, and we can see this like open expanse, and we watch light retreating backwards because it is uh, because it, because the gravitational pull is so strong that's pulling light back into it from outside. And as she gets to the helm, we see the spike drive is not named unironically. She actually like inserts herself like into this like thing like like Batman in the uh, in the Batmobile from uh, Dark Knight I think where it, like kind of like goes in and like she like dives into it and like has her hands and like and then we see these like six uh, these like six uh, two uh, like injection points like stick into the side of both both of her head like on all the, like where those the, the, the where she previously just plugged the combat into one like all six are activated. Uh, and her eyes kind of roll back a little bit as she like gets ready to pilot this thing. So that's my visual details. Anyone else is welcome to add more, but like I, that I, is awesome. I have so that many thoughts about this ship, but that's that's just a couple. Now, when we talked about this ship, we talked about it being a mining ship. This is what they use to yes. mine from the black hole, right? Yep, exactly. How'd you get this ship? Oh, I stole it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was originally going to be like, oh, I left peaceably. Uh, but no, Hope Hope learned about this station and learned about what was on it and found out by overhearing, by using her precog abilities in ways that was not meant to be, by overhearing uh, some of the muckety-mucks about their plans. And she decided that this station, if it fell into the hands of Yardos, would be very bad. Uh, so uh, she realized maybe through precognition, maybe through intuition, maybe through who knows what, the only way to do anything about it was to get it first, to, to you know, to shoot first, first. And, and, and uh, uh, so she, uh, she flew out, but she thought she broke the transponder on it so that nobody could detect it coming. Um, and now was maybe having second get thoughts about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is stolen from the era, the, the Eardos faction. I think uh, Timothy probably does comms, uh, maybe diagnostics. Maybe that's his station on the ship. 
What yeah. does Dartha do? There's roles in the ship. There's roles in the game. Let me pull. There is. Quick. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to necessarily do one of these, but there is definitely like when people are on a ship. How do you do? What's it like? Um, there's captain. There's pilot. There's comms. There's gunnery. And I don't know if there's more, but those are the ones I remember. I mean, we know Raven's gonna go into gunnery, right? Totally. Like I think. Um, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So I think, um, you know, that there's these different little stations and we're seeing people plug into them in, in these fantastic ways and stuff. I think even before you get on the bridge, Timothy's there, like when I'm like spin up the ship and then, you know, struggle at the door. And then like, I go over to Timothy and Timothy's like freaking out, right? He's like, I don't know if I know how to drive it. I don't know. Like, you know, he's doing this whole thing. And, um, I, I look up and I see that you guys have just kind of gotten in through the hatch, right? Through the umbilical hatch. And I'm like, get out of the way. <laughs> and, you know, and th that's when you kind of like run in and do your thing. Um, but I just kind of take a step back and there's, uh, I think there's like a captain chair kind of in the back, you know, but I don't, I don't go and sit in that. I think I just kind of like straddle this little kind of like center area of, the bridge and I have three pseudopod legs and three pseudopod arms that just kind of go out in three different directions and grab onto things. <laughs> and like, I'm just stable now. I'm like this blob circle, you know, being held in place. And I, I think I'm going to be the captain of the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I it's... think the first thing that Alice does because he has not been on this ship before is hope is running off and is going straight towards like the pilot's position. Right. Um, Dallas is going to turn to the second most powerful person on the ship, I guess, or the most powerful person on the ship, Dartha, and ask, like, where do I go? Like, where do you need me? Um, and, and I just kind of point at the chair. It, it is the captain's chair. I'm like, strap in there. Like, not even a second thought. Okay, I'm in the captain's chair. That does nice. not freak me the captain. Uh, nice. Mechanically, I just want to throw out that the, the five actions, the five roles are bridge, which is what mm -hmm. Hope is doing. It's, it's piloting. Captain, which is coordinating people. Comms, which is, I think, what we said Timothy is doing. Engineering, right. which is controlling the engines and giving power or whatnot. And gunnery. So those are the... And on a mining ship, gunnery is more like activating the drills, using the mining lasers, but it's, you know, so relevant. Um, right. Um, so I think... Um, everyone's in their roles, in their places. The ship is disengaging from the station. Yeah. Uh, everybody's ready to take off. Atlas gets a broadcast. It could be whatever passes for Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, whatever. Only Atlas gets the broadcast. No one else is aware or hears it. Um, the voice is kind of... Now, the voice is gender neutral, but it's smooth. Um, it is uh, instructional, right? And the voice says, uh, Kennel Cerebus 03, designate Atlas. Good luck. Good hunting. Ooh. And that's it. That's the end of the transmission. 
do I recognize what any of that would mean? Uh, you know who Atlas is? Well, yeah. But nothing else. What's the last memory you have before these folks found you? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think I was on the station with a faction of humans trying to make a deal with them because in my former life I contracted out and worked mostly as a merchant doing administrative mm -hmm. work and transporting high value goods which is why I was on um so I was doing some sort of work with either bringing something valuable to the station or taking something valuable off the station and then the scream happened which destroyed all uh people with telepathic abilities oh thank you for putting that in the chat um and i fell asleep and have been dreaming since then and i'm still trying to get my bearings and figure out what has happened in the meantime i uh typed that message out and i stuck it in the chat so you have it thank you for infinity uh, but that's what that's what the voice says. Uh, Hades Kennel, Service Three, Cerebus Zero Three, Designate Atlas. Goodbye, and good hunting. Um, and then the ship. What's it look like when it's taken off from the station? Uh, like a octopus, like poofing out so we didn't really see how the umbilical worked but imagine the belly of the octopus uh having lots of things hanging down from it some of them being like mining lasers and tentacles and things like that but in the center this this hatch that we you know that the umbilical came through and so when it comes off it's like a it doesn't shoot out it like it like bulks up it like bulges as the tentacles kind of like flare out and then pushes away and like poof like you push off the wall of a swimming pool, but instead of it being, you know, your hands and legs, it's eight of these uh, incredible uh, multi-headed, multi-faceted uh, pseudopods uh, that that, uh, that, uh, that 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 fling off of the base, and then and they all at the ends, you can see that like that like they have these adjustable ends where they could be drills or scoopers or clamps or whatnot, but like right now they're in like like they're in like suction pseudopod form. Like that's the, that's the attachment that's on the end of them right now. And so like those push off and then like retract. And as it, it goes from really big and wide and it poofs out. And as we go, as we get the momentum it all sleeks, it all like slender. So all the tentacles trail behind. And once they're all locked in place, that's when we see around the circle, around the edge of the body, around the edge of this, or the circular head, that's when the spike drive starts flaring up. You know, so we have like impulse power, but now like we see like, that the engines like roaring and all the the tentacles are sl like sleeked back to 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 clear away to clear to clear away from the, from the, the path of this of this octopus uh, ship that we have called Squidly. Squidly, that is awesome. All right, uh, uh, 
we're just down to the spike drive test. Anyone have uh, anything they want to do before we drill down? Uh, I, I assume that we are uh, we are not encountering anything like that. Like people on the station are taking actions, but it's not. Are we are we getting out of there faster than they, than they? Yes. Uh, you're leaving the station faster than uh, they can mount a response into space. And because you're in the black hole, right, it's not like they can just launch out and start engaging you in the black hole. That's not something anybody wants to do. No, it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think we're, we're, we're about to go, and then, I like, and then I'm like, ah, crap, got to double back. As we see uh, the the terrors of the black hole, which is a grav blade coming at us from the wrong way, we have to like retriangulate, go right into it before we can like bolt out because you can't let a grab, you know, a black hole grav blade hit you from the side. It'll sh it'll shear the whole ship apart. Uh, so yeah, I'm ready to make a I'm ready to make a pilot roll. To, yes, you are. To, to uh, blast us out of here. The base difficulty for spike drill is seven. Yes. Um, we're traveling just one jump from here um amar is only uh one one star away yeah i don't right? think that adds any no so your your difficulty will be seven i think it's plus two because i'm rushing it though right perfect like yeah. take a little time to, to yeah it up. takes 30 yeah 30 minutes to do the nav calculations all right so um, i'm gonna be i'm gonna are be you very... doing like precog shit during this is that always oh, like absolutely yeah um yeah. so i think in the background we do see like some of the other crew like asking dartha a question and dartha is like not hearing them and is totally focused on you yeah uh that that i, I just added this in this flavor but that is exactly the, like these grab blades that come at any at any time is exactly why only precogs can do this because you have to be able to predict the grab blade shear force before it hits so that you can fire the spike drive directly into it right like that's that's my fiction right. that i wrapped around why we have right. why we're there so um yeah so the squid you know kind of like uh in matrix the sentinels like it goes and then you know it like it like has to tweak on on a, on a dime um cool so now is when i'm gonna do something really cheeky which is i'm gonna roll my pilot uh i think it's plus int or is it plus dex uh plus dex okay Oh, I got a nine, which I think hits it, right? That was yeah, that does. Yeah, okay. some plus the twos, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. My cheeky response was, oh, but I can't fail a roll under 10 because I am a star cruiser. <laughs> I'm a star fair. So I automatically succeed on spike drive rolls of 10 or lower. Um, that is funny. That's but, nice. Yeah, it's that's 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 my focus. That's my foci. Um, that is nice. So yeah. We're out of here. Um, so the travel will be, I think it's three days, six, two, yes, yeah, three days, uh, that you travel, uh, on the spike drive until you reach Amar. That gives us three days to unwind, talk, and figure out who Atlas is. Maybe I can get everyone to stop being so freaked out by me. Yeah, yeah figure out why everyone is so freaked out in the first place. So I think 
in the three days, uh, and we can jump around in the three day period that we're traveling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Raven, early on, uh, gives Atlas wide berth. Um, I think from Raven's perspective, uh, we we're doing this recon mission on this pretech vault, and we find this human. Um, how do we? Yeah. So how do we find Atlas? Which state do we find Atlas in? Um, I think that I am like in the rubble of a sector that has kind of fallen apart over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can tell, and I'm unconscious, and you can tell that whatever rendered me unconscious was not the decay or the like collapsing of the sector of the space station, but was something before that. Um, right. And then I'm unhurt by whatever debris may be around me. Um, and I am sort of in a very like awkward and uncomfortable being position, but I look like an unconscious human, except it's very unlikely that there's a significant human presence on the station. At the time that you found me, you were unaware of any other humans aboard. Right, um, right. So there's the sort of issue of where did I come from? How long right. have I been here? Um, which I can see a lot of skepticism coming from of not knowing like what circumstance, what the circumstances are. And then I imagine that. Sorry, can we also add that you also happen to be like, we're seeing you in this place, the, the you know, everything's falling apart. Also, it's the vacuum of space. Is that cool? <laughs> if, like, yeah, yes, let's add that. So it's well, also that's perfect. Raven is maybe the one who comes to you and she's wearing her vac suit. Right, right. right. This isn't like there isn't oxygen <laughs> here, but you're just right. like this human sitting there in this like. Right. Uh, yeah. And I'm just that's like perfect. unconscious, my limbs all like splayed out. Um, and I look like pretty unharmed aside from probably having fallen when I passed out, um, which I think makes it rather easy to determine that I'm some sort of transhuman using some sort of modified body. Right. Yeah. I don't know how much detail I, you want me to get into. Oh, no. So I was trying to figure out where does her apprehension come from? And I think, I think uh, you and Tomes colored it in, in that uh, when we found you, you were in the vacuum of space and, one of the corridors or rooms and uh, Raven saw that because Raven's in a vac suit, right? Knows that she needs it because there's no air and it's a vacuum and you wake up, right? Yeah. Um, And that's totally not right. So I think that makes her, (laughs) right? That makes her apprehensive at that point without knowing who or what you are. Uh, I think Timothy uh, would get his, uh, since he's the biomed guy, uh, would run scanners, diagnostics on you. And we could talk about if he can find anything or not because you're pre-tech and he's using stuff that's older. I don't know if he'd find out anything or what what might he discover, but he would share it with everybody. Yeah. yeah. I think he wouldn't find anything conclusive, would be able to identify that I'm transhuman using a modified body. My body is like outdated to present standards for modified bodies. But I think right. because there are very few true AI. Right. He wouldn't necessarily be equipped to identify one or wouldn't have been one previously. 
Do you think he Perfect. knows how old your body is? Does he, do you think he can he can like carbon date it, or do you think it's just like inconclusive? Like excellent. That's where I was going. Yeah. Or maybe not even a thing he would look for. Like maybe like how old is this person? Well, I don't know. They look right. what twenty thirty. Assuming right. that's. I feel like he would look at me and be like, oh, mid-20s. I don't think he would really look further than that mm-hmm. as far as, like... Gotcha. I, like it. I, I dig the idea that that's not even a thing he'd, like, scan for. Like, he's yeah. just, like, scanning your vital signs but not trying to figure out... How old you were. Yeah. I like it. I'm, like, up until the point where I regain consciousness, I'm, like, not really breathing or breathing at, like, one or two breaths per minute. Yeah. Like, operating with, like, very minimal biological processes to keep like my physical body alive to whatever extent it needs to remain like active and alive but i'm very very much like in a state like akin to hibernation perfect all right (laughs) it says does that have the equivalent of cadillac fins some old flourish they don't put on transhuman bodies anymore (laughs) I don't think anything's so overt, but yeah, I like the idea that they're just... like, the way they did my eyes is, like, not how they do eyes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell it's, like, they don't make eyes like that anymore. Right. That's nice. Is there an uncanny valley? Are they too perfect? Yeah. Too perfect? Let's say that, like, my, um, I think, like, I'm a little bit too symmetrical. Yeah. So like people aren't that symmetrical. Right, right. Um, and where you can see it the most is that I think most people's eyes have some sort of subtle size difference that you don't notice unless you're really tuned into it. Yeah. But my eyes are like exactly the same, but mirrored. And that stands out about me. That's totally the kind of thing you would never notice in somebody until you noticed it different, right? You'd never yeah. notice that people's eyes were slightly different sizes right. or had slightly different pigment until you see somebody who had two identical eyes. And then you're like, whoa. That's kind what of crazy. Yeah. And we know who notices that first, right? It's like after we get you out of the vacuum, it's totally like Raven, like there's something wrong with his eyes. <laughs> we don't even know what, what it means, right? That's yeah. right, because right. it's a good thing for her, right? <laughs> Raven like, couldn't articulate what was off and was like, I don't trust that guy because he has a weird face. Yeah, well, also found you in a vacuum, right? Like, oh, like yeah. the, the, there, there's, this isn't just, you know xenophobia or anything like that i think it's, it's, there's there's some yeah on me in the vacuum yeah. yeah perfect how do you want to spend the three days um there's room if you want some interaction or some things that you want to do or we can jump right into the mars system and pick up there i like I would... doing some interaction yeah, yeah. Go, go for it um I don't know like maybe there's i wonder if there's a thing where it's like i'm i'm curious how long dartha has been a captain like that i i don't know that i was really ready for her to be a captain but i think it's interesting do you think she came here as did we lose our captain on that ship on the uh, yes that's perfect yes I didn't think of Dartha as being a captain either from what I know no. about the backstory. No, that's perfect. Because we know we lost two crew members when we started. 
Yeah, that's, uh, so, that's why no one was sitting in the chair, right? That's why you're right. like, go sit there because it's right. like, well, that's safe. And it's, it, it, it's kind of like Atlas, you know, just, just sit, you know, get out of the way for a moment, right? Like, well, we do this, but like, obviously, because yeah, no one else is going to sit there. Right. Um, so Lieutenant Tyler was captain. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So I like the idea that there's, I don't know if, um, uh, maybe there's a little flashback thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not so much with Lieutenant Tyler necessarily, but it's kind of like we see there's a moment where Darth is sitting there kind of in the captain's chair. And maybe this is right after we've escaped, right? So like we just went on this, you know, we jetted out of here. We're now, you know, there's like a little bit of downtime, like we're not under threat. Um, and, she, you know, she kind of turns and looks at Atlas and he's sitting there in the, you know, in the captain's chair. And I kind of, I, I don't know, what, what would Atlas be, like, how would he be reacting to this? Being um, I think that he has never seen a ship quite like this. Um, but also because so much technology was lost, is not necessarily shaken by like, technological capabilities of the present. If anything, they're kind of behind um, right. your members. So this is not really what he expected from the future. Um, oh, you totally ask a question like, where's your this, this drive? And we're like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, totally. I can't think of like what I, what exactly I would be asking about, but I definitely asked something that's like, where's your whatever, whatever. And like, you yeah. just have never heard of it. Um, your, your quantum flux regulator, right? Like yeah. as, we're, as we're bouncing around <laughs> against grab blades and we're having to do all this wild piloting and navigation, like, why don't you just use the quantum flux regulator so you don't have to deal with all this nonsense, right? Like, why are right, you doing this right. the hard way, right? Totally yeah, I love that. Um, and it's also just really like a little uncomfortable being in the captain's chair, even though it is like a safe place to position himself because right. he's like, these are people who barely know me, um, who one of, at least one of them doesn't really trust me. Um, is it like going to cause conflict for me to be in this position? And okay, that's perfect. So how, like, yeah. Uh, do you have more? Oh, I'm curious about like Raven's reaction to me being in the captain's chair with how she's acted towards me thus far. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, uh, stealing from the chat, I think Timothy, once everything settles out, uh, at some point, Timothy comes through and he's handing everybody coffee, right? That's uh, so sweet of him. Right? Yeah, so he's giving everybody coffee. Uh, I don't know if Dartha drinks coffee or not, but he gives Dartha whatever, because I think you guys have worked together, right? So he hands her whatever, right, refreshment that... He uh, calls it a coffee. He's like, here's right. your coffee. And like, he stresses right. your clearly like a different color. It's right. not, no, it's not a liquid. It's like a little like rock. And like, <laughs> I, I, I totally just like reach out and like, I put one of my pseudopods <laughs> around it. And I'm just like ingesting it through my, nice. you know, skin or something. Nice. Uh, he gets the Atlas and he's like, coffee? Yeah, totally. Thank you. And I haven't had uh, coffee in like 300 years. <laughs> 
This is the best day of my life. Um, I, I think, uh, sorry, Dominic, I didn't interrupt. No, no, go for it. I think like uh, hope kind of pops out of the drive, right? The, the, right. the, 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 the plugs come out because now we're on, we, we, escaped, we escaped the black hole and, and now so she can sort of relax and we're on more of an autopilot. And this is where I feel like she looks around and she looks at you, Atlas, and you get the sense that in some ways she feels just as alien to everybody here as you do, because this isn't her crew. Like yeah. she has just joined Fear and all these people like traipsing around her ship and like taking all these roles, which are needed and important roles, but they're not the people who are assigned to them. And she like looks at like, you know, Raven with like her feet up on the console and like, like remembers who was there and she kind of looks at everybody. And so when Timothy's like doing the rounds, she's like, no, coffee doesn't work with this, with the, uh, you know, coffee disrupts the spike drive, drive injections. I'll have migraines for hours, but you know, maybe later. Right. And that's a thing like he would know if he had been on this ship. Right. Like, right. Right. It's, right. I'm not like mad at him, but it's just like an right. indicator that like, um, like, like, I just don't feel quite at ease yet with this new crew because they haven't trained their whole lives to be on these ships. They haven't, you know, that this, right. this is, you know, a weird mining ship to them. And it's, it's kind of my home. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it feels weird to have people just walking around in it, but I'm not going to, you know, so I just sort of look at Atlas, like, you know, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I think weird. I see your reaction and I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I want to toast, but I don't have anything in my hand, so it's just like, yeah, sure, yeah. right, closest thing I do. Like, here's to being the new kid here. Yeah, right. Nice. Um, I think Raven is indifferent, right? Um, I think she's still very cautious of Atlas. I think she doesn't care that you're in the chair, uh, because it was never Fear's ship. And so Lieutenant Tyler, while he was captain, that wasn't his captain's chair. Okay, um, so he doesn't have any, like, attachment to it. Right. I think that I would try to, I think that even though I would have the impulse to want to, like, befriend her or at least get her to not be scared of me, I uh -huh. do what I anticipate that she wants, which is just kind of also steer clear of her as well while we're on the ship together. Okay like despite the impulse to um to try to like make her like me I, I don't do that okay okay that's fair i think we should just because of time i think we should cut to arriving even though i'd love to like play out i i feel like given our druthers we could spend a, a whole session just playing <laughs> out, you know, like, right what happens i feel like a lot of things happen and maybe we can even flash back to them but i kind of want to arrive right. at, okay. at the station just so that we have that as like our capstone for the for the night Perfect. Or we can play another two hours of this, this like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or we just play for another couple hours. Can I do one one little piece though? Will we have enough time to do like the arrival and everything? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just one other little piece which I think like once we're in safe zone, Dartha, I I turn to you, Albus, right, and I'm like, you know, I I extend a pseudopod, and I'm like. Welcome to the crew of this ship. That's the but kindest there, thing anyone has ever done to me. <laughs> so there's a flashback there where we see a, a, a lithomorph-like alien. Oops, sorry. 
a lithomorph alien and and they're on the ship right on, on another ship it's not the same ship this is a total flashback right and we hear that same voice of like hi i'm the captain welcome to the ship and you know we, we hear the exact same voice i mean this is dartha's voice but we see a human hand come out and shake the hand of this little lithomorph and we notice that the voice, this this woman, like mature woman's voice, is coming out of a human, right? And this is the voice we've recognized as Dartha up till now, and is shaking the hand of this little blob alien. And the blob has an insignia on them, and it says Dartha. And we hear them respond to this woman, and it's like, "Thank you for welcoming me aboard." And like the the voice is completely different. It's like kind of vibrating. It's kind of like this weird, you know, like sounds kind of like a kid kind of like a robot kind of you know it's, it's just different yeah. um but we see that exact scene right nice mirror I think that Darth is nice so pod and uh thank her that it's good to be here That's nice very nice um so i think we uh we cut to uh anastol that's the planet our home base in the Amar system. Uh, Tall has, it's a mining planet. Uh, planet. Um, they dig up ores and uh, metals to build the mining ships that you were flying on to go out and mine from the black hole. Uh, they export that power and those elements that they mine from the black hole. Um, and we've talked about the two factions that are on Anastol. That's the planet. We're going to a orbital space station that uh, is called Tarakan. That's where Fear has its headquarters at. Uh, it's a huge station, so there are other folks coming and going from the planet. Um, there are off-worlders that come in system and they'll go to the station first, sometimes then down to the planet. Um, they're very strict about who goes down to the planet if you're an off-worlder. Um, but fear is on the station Tarakon, and that's what we cut to. So you're kind of uh, coming into a, uh, a landing bay. Uh, there's a, uh, a docking crew that uh, attaches different uh, wires, cables to the ship uh, as you guys disembark. Uh, they kind of... Jay, should I pull up the, uh, the, the, the Argus? Yes. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hello everybody, to that. I'll sort of share this with stream. There we go. Oh, I have the panel up and stuff. There we go. So it should be in everyone's roll twenty now. This, 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 this station. Nice. Very cool. Um, very cool. That's our current home base. Yeah. I was gonna say I like the idea of like people like crews coming on the ship, you know, and like escorting us on like you know that we're docked, we're able to get off. There's like mm -hmm. some maintenance people who come on, but of course there's a concern. We have we have an extra crew member that we did not have before, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and not everyone in fear has all the different levels of authority and security level clearance and all that other kind of shit, right? So like I'm, you know, looking at Atlas they may or they they would question who this is right who is this guy but like also they may not be allowed to know right so right. i have, i have this paperwork printed out which is like 
you know, this is, it's your paperwork atlas. You are an asylum seeker now, you know, from, uh, you know, and there's just like all this garbage thrown in there, whatever war, this conflict, you know, between these two powers, yada, yada, yada. Right, but it's nice. enough to get us through like whatever the the preliminary kind of deboarding situation is. I like the idea. That that I'm seeking, do you have that I'm seeking asylum as part of like a different ongoing war elsewhere in the sector, or as part of like this ongoing cold war? I think. I mean, I guess the ongoing cold war would be like the that'd be my first inclination, but I'm open. Okay, I'm good with either. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that seems the most obvious because everyone knows that that's happening between those two factions. Yeah, I dig the notion that somebody has like some compad and you kind of wave, you know, your pad to get them and then like this image of Atlas comes up and it's got like, you know, asylum, you know, refugee, right? And and, and asylum seeker or something like that. So yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, so the station itself, uh, different sections of it are given different autonomy. Um, some parts of it... Uh, the citizens and the government of NS Tull, the planet, have jurisdiction over. Some parts of it they do not, right? That's going to become important to hope right now as you're okay. getting off of the ship. You said, like, that's going to become important. <laughs> and I'm like, in a while? Right now. As you okay. come off the ship, the hangar bays, uh, for the most part, um, are all kind of like open seas, right? Open territory, right? Yeah. Uh, but they're also kind of neutral zones, right? You just can't do whatever, right? No one's going to get extradited from a hangar bay, right? right? But you can be approached. And what's happening is uh, there's a man and he's got uh, a three-person entourage and they're dressed in the clothing and the custom of uh, Eardos, uh, officials um and he's got his standard uh like little red zipper folder thing and he's making a beeline straight to hope um and then he says to hope um i am uh i'm inspector vance uh you have a buyback that i'm here for i'm the collector uh if you're just going to leave right i need you to pay this buyback because uh, you owe us uh, when when can we expect this payment from you? And uh, does he hand me like a, a compad or something like that to tell me what this is about? Or should I do I just sort of like assume that he's talking about the, the ship itself? Yes, so he does. He's pulling out some official data stuff to hand over to you, kind of like a summons, right? right. Uh, plus all the auditing stuff, right? He's handing all that data to you. So what happens is in uh, Erdos, they're a faction on the planet NS Tull. Uh, they're a big uh, metal and mining operation. They use precogs to make pilots, but what right. they do is for the cost of training pilots, they start this thing that they call a buyback, right? You owe them this amount of money, credits, resources uh, for this training that they're giving you, right? And when you pay that off, you no longer, uh, you, you become independent a freelance oh i see so he is saying that i owe money on account of my training which i right. didn't have an entire amount complete uh 
decision about but yeah okay but he's not referencing the ship he's not like oh stole yeah no he's adding the ship into your buyback okay, got it got it, got it got he's it. adding this process now because you've you've you know now i have to come out here and the cost for us to do this kind of thing that is also a line item on this buyback yeah um it's a big it's a big big number i don't have the number but i will before we oh, play oh, oh oh i'm sure it's a huge uh, <laughs> i'm sure it's a huge number i mean it's on on the scale of um numbers that can't be can't be uh a, a, an individual can't really acquire uh right are, is it on a scale that i could uh expense no yeah, i think it's no, like yeah no i think it's like um for us, I would say it's probably in the millions is my guess. Okay. Right, right. Right, right. Like it's that that's just, just like an, an earth term. Like I don't know what the, the, the credit units here are, but like right, I feel like right. between the ship and my precog program, drugs training, etc. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that there is just like cavalier about this and not being right. like you know we're gonna take this 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 ship back so hope is like right. when she first sees him she's extremely tense um and then when he's just like yeah you know what what are the terms you're buyback i think she like takes his compad and like is like flicking through and i imagine mm -hmm. there's like options like pay lump sum you know right pay, pay <laughs> off with stupid amounts of interest you know <laughs> right this is this right. is this is how you make somebody be in permanent debt right because there's right, just, right there's just no way they can do it right and then, like, they, all you, of these numbers what's that no go ahead I, you're you're on the right track yeah and like all of these numbers are just impossible like she hasn't even worked out with fear what she didn't come to fear and be like i want a job give me an income so to her knowledge like they have so far taken care of her and she's had the things she needed but she hasn't really like negotiated a wage um so she's sort of like thumbing through it and like uh and and uh doesn't see anything that seems remotely viable but basically like i'm gonna pick the option that's like um yeah come back in 30 days and you know <laughs> you know and i'll have your money for you right like okay right, right? It's like, like it's 20 interest <laughs> yeah exactly with <laughs> stupid interest and like um, so yeah, so she, so she sort of like looks at this, she's like, wow, these are some very attractive, these are some very, uh, comprehensive offers you have going on there. Um, yeah. And I think she just like puts the hands it back to him and she's like, yeah, put it on my tab. Like essentially like the, like charge me interest and I'll, I'll right, right. owe you in the future. I think she literally has like 25 credits, right? Like it's like, right, right. it's like, she has like 13 pennies and she owes $15 million, right? Like, it's just <laughs> insane. It's just ridiculous the amount that she owes. So, right. um, yeah. So I just, uh, is, w will he accept that? Do you want me to make like a talk roll? I mean, I'll no, no, he, uh, cause he, I think there's a game happening, right? You yeah. know, and he knows nobody's getting that money. Right. And this right. isn't really about the money. Right. Oh, okay. So, cool. Right. So he takes it back like, yeah, sure. Right, that's perfect. Excellent. And then right. he says, we'll, we'll get your first payment started. You get your first payment plan started. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then he says, will you be staying here on the station? She knows that she will be, but she doesn't want to be easily found. So she's right. Like, she's like, uh, 
you said that this station is very particular about who gets to come on and off it. That's right? correct. Yeah, I'm like, no, nah, I'm just refueling. Um, How can I get in touch with you in 30 days? Oh, I mean, I'll drop it in the mail. I see. Uh, do I get a sense of what he wants? Like, does he want a way to find me, or does he want something out? Like, yeah, he actually wants a way to be able to. He wants to know where. You, yeah, if it's up to him, he wants to know where you are twenty four seven. Yeah. Because um, they're not just gonna let you walk away. Oh right, I don't expect to be able to walk away, but I do feel like Hope is sweating here, feeling like she needs to find a way to like. Oh, she needs to find a response, right? Like, right, right. She needs. She needs some kind of. She was the first expecting you know dudes what with guns and 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 and, and, and you know just forcibly taking it so this is better but it's still like oh great it's 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 the devil you know versus this devil that she doesn't know and she doesn't right. know how to deal with bureaucracy at all so um yeah i think she's like yeah i, I mean are, are you open to dartha speaking up at this point uh sean is hope isn't so i think hope is like hope is like stay out of it don't get involved you yeah. definitely get the like like don't like don't get in the middle of this it's bad enough as is vibes but if like she is clearly sweating and doesn't have a good answer and she's about to say like yeah i'll be here but like you know it doesn't uh, uh i think i mean definitely her. like there was that that moment where dartha was hanging back because that's what you were saying but like i'm noticing like the the strain like i'm smelling the sweat You're off your body i'm so, yeah. like all of that right <laughs> right and there's that moment where you know you're about to kind of capitulate and say something and we see like the you know this person's got like their little data pad or whatever right and we see this kind of like little pseudopod go over the top of it and like drop um a business card <laughs> of some variety, whatever a future tech business card looks like. Maybe it just pops up on the data pad, right? Right, right. Um, but it, it says, you know, like, you know, he'll be, uh, she'll be staying with us and you can get in touch with me and it has information there, but we can see it's not the right information exactly. Right, like, right. like my name is a little bit off. Um, there's a bunch of digits, so we don't know if they're right or wrong or whatever, but you know, I just say, you can come in, in, in touch with us. And it, it does have a designation for like some highfalutin office. I mean, it's a bureaucratic office. It's not right, like right, anything right. fancy, but you know, it's kind of like walking around with those, like a little badge or plates, you know, special plates or something yeah. like as a, a government. I whatever. guess my question is like, how public is the, is, is fear, right? Like, is it like a right. well-known organization that we can just be like, yeah, we work with fear, that's normal. Or is it like this is a super secret organization that, and, it, and if it's super secret, does it have a front? Because if it has a right. front, then maybe that's what Dartha would give. Um, you tell you me, Dartha, because yeah. you've been there the longest. So I think we always everybody's heard of fear, right? The this group, and it's like, oh, and they have even like a little office here down this hallway but it's always closed or sometimes there's like one administrator in there. That's like the entire, you, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a big thing that it's here at the station, but it's like this tiny little cubicle office and nothing else, but there's, you know, other contractors and stuff around the office. And so fear does not work 
out exactly in the open. There is a place to lodge concerns. There's a place to try to get in touch with people, right. all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's where you went originally to try to get attention, hope, right? Yeah. That I can imagine me thing. like looking at some security camera being like, don't you want to know that what's going on? You know? Yeah. yeah. In, in but thing, like, I, I don't, I think you'd be hard pressed to find more than one or two employees of fear officially on this station, even though there's like, you know, dozens of people running around working for different organization, organizations that actually work for fear. This feels like the way corporation, like a shell company where, yes. where, yeah, there's absolutely there's office, it's empty. There's a placard on the wall, on the door and that's about it. Right. And there's a, and there's a giant pile of mail that nobody ever reads. Nobody um, ever reads. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. So I, it seems to me like you'd give that information, right? It's legit. It's honest. It's not like yeah. it's forged, but it's, right. it's, it's just, it's uh, legit. It just says nothing about fear on it. Right. It's yeah. like, oh, right. Yeah. Here, here's the address. And it's, right. it's it's some business park address. Thanks, J to Z, for the for the sub. Appreciate it. Uh, I think he takes it right, and uh, he kind of opens up that data slate where all your audit stuff is, and he says, "I'll add that you have counsel," and he annotates that on there. And did, uh, did he did he give me his name? Did he say who he was? Uh, yes, Inspector Vance. Inspector Vance, he did say that. And I don't know him, right? I, I should have asked this before, but I've never met this guy before. Um, or have I, do I, do I? Let's make a wisdom check. Okay. I'm open to it. Cause it just occurred to me. I was like, maybe I'm not as, I mean, this is perfect. I'm not going to change any of that, but maybe I'm not quite a, as a fish out of water with this guy. If I, if I right, right. Um, and maybe it's also just coming back to me. So wisdom check. How do I roll a stat check? Don't have any, don't have any button for making wisdom checks. So I'll just roll it and roll it, roll the chat out. Roll uh, 2d6 plus my wisdom modifier is one. Yes. All right. I got a seven. All right. Uh, you need an eight, but uh, yes. Uh, you you're aware of the whole buyback program. You know that there are inspectors. Um, they uh, their primary job is collection on these buybacks. Yeah. Uh, you also know that um, when you've never heard of a buyback actually happening, um, what ends up happening is they get bounty hunters to go get. Uh, whoever owes and isn't paying or it hasn't worked anything out and bring them back to ear dolls. Yeah. So this is just the, the polite step that they do to sort of save face. This is civility working to say to, to as the, this is the civilized front of the, of the brute force attack that they're going to make later on. Right. Like this is, right. just, this is the Absolutely. preliminary steps before they take me to collections, which is send a bounty hunter. Got it. Send a bounty hunter. Yes. Uh, and this is because, and we talked about this during the setup, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cold War is about the precogs, right? You have these two factions uh, that they both want to use the precogs, and there's not enough of them, right? Uh, and as Tall has a higher percentage of them than anywhere else, but there's not enough of them to go around, and that's what the fight is about is. On the, on the, uh, on the bill, because mm -hmm. I think I think I would like this, what is worth, what are they charging me more for? My precog conditioning, genetic engineering, training, or the ship? Like, what do they value as greater? 
Uh, I would say you are two times the ship. Okay, wow. That's, right? At least that's two times the ridiculous. ship. Ridiculous. Right? I love it. Right, and exactly. That's ridiculous, right? Because uh, they didn't make you a precog. They right. just trained your abilities to what they needed you to be able to do. Yeah. Right? Uh, but yes, it is ridiculous. Nice. You know this. Inspector Vance knows this. This yes. is the dance. Yeah, this is the dance. And so far, uh, he is definitely leading. Um, but they back off. Um, and uh, like you said, this is kind of uh, the preliminary civility step. Yeah. The moment, and, and we can certainly cut to other scenes, but I, I, wanna, I want this session to, 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 to try and you know, make this fix roll or, 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 just, or, just, or get on the pilot. But the moment he leaves, I'm like, I, damn it, I knew that transponder wasn't broken. That's right. And you freaking see me in a back suit on top of the hull of the ship, this big, this, this, top of the hull of the ship, literally like with an arc welder, like sawing this fucking transponder off, right? So that like, you can't track me anymore. <laughs> Um, and again, you know, you can, you can. No, you do that. You don't need a. You don't need a role for that. Uh, okay. Pilot is your background. You know this ship, right? Yeah. This is something you can easily do, right? Yeah. I think I just. And you have the time internally, and I was like, "Cool, the transponder's turned off, and it totally did nothing." It was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, right. it's, it's off." So I'm like, "Okay, now I know what to do." You're like, "Now, yeah, yeah." So I got to cut this off. There's the welding nice. mask version of the back suit and me. <laughs> back suit, I imagine the back suit has like different faceplate attachments for different circumstances. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you like pop off the clear faceplate and put on like the welding mask faceplate. Absolutely. Um, I think we cut to some time later. Um, maybe there's as they're leaving, Doctor Long, who put together this mission, um, talks about having a debrief in an hour or two once everybody has settled down and everything. And uh, everyone knows where the conference room is to, to meet, to have this debriefing. Cool. Um, but he seems scatterbrained and he's in a hurry. He doesn't even recognize that Atlas is part of the crew. Uh, there's a new crew member. Uh, and he doesn't seem concerned that you're down two crew members, right? Uh, before he's off. Um, when I read that something is off about him, would I be able to tell something's wrong? I will let you make, I think, because I don't think there's a skill for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, save or um, maybe there's a, I don't know, there's like talk or connect, maybe. Uh, connect is more about people you know, though. Yeah, yeah, it's more like circles. I was looking at notice, mm, notice but that's, yeah. that seems to be more about environment. Ah. Uh -huh. But I think, again, for you, I think it's a wisdom save, a wisdom check. Um, the command, the key command is R slash and the dice roll, right? Uh, slash R. Slash R. Slash R space and the die roll. Sorry. Okay. Six. All right. Uh, you also needed an eight, uh, but I think... You can tell he's distracted, right? Okay. Uh, in a in a I got stuff to do human kind of way. I feel like because Dartha is like the person on the ship that I'm the closest to at this point, I kind of right. like passing comment of like, "What's up with that guy? Like, what's his deal?" Nice. Hmm. Uh. 
Yeah, do do I what do I know? Uh, Dr. Long has a lot of projects on his plate and he doesn't yeah. share them with everybody. Um, even with Darth, uh, even with uh, Dartha. Uh, yeah. I think that this could just be him running off to look at another project. Right. Um, usually after missions come in, it's usually some amount of time, right? And then he wants to debrief about what happened, what everyone did, what's going on, what's good, what's bad. He's good about that. Uh, and it's usually some amount of time after you've come back. So folks can uh, decompress, um, get goods or whatever. Um, so he's considerate, but he looks like he's got something else on this plate to do right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally not about the crew or anything like that. He's got something else on his mind. Yeah. Um, I think I stop him for a second and I'm like, Dr. Long, I just lost somebody very close to me and it's, it sounds kind of weird, like unprofessional almost, you know, right, but like, right. but that's what I, you know, like I, I'm, I'm saying to him and, um, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a replacement, maybe two of my people, but then I kind of like look around, like, we don't know what this means, but like, I look around and I look right. over, you know, one shoulder and there's Atlas and he just asked, you know, like, what's up with this guy, right? Right. And I kind of look over, like, uh, uh, Hope, are you around in this area? I think, like, I, I think, like, I made it to the debriefing late and I'm covered in, like, grease and, like, like welding burns. And so, like, I think, I, I think I'm, like, coming in, like, as he's leaving and I'm, like, confused because normally these, right. these debriefs would take a while. And, like, he's about to head out. And I'm, like, what? I wasn't that late, was I? Right, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in there, but now I'm, I'm, yeah, surprised that it seems like it's ending before it even started. So I think I start with him, and I'm like, hey, I just lost somebody very close to me, and I'm actually talking about Timothy, the captain, right? Uh, Tyler, oh, sorry, Tyler. not Timothy. What was the captain's name? Lieutenant Tyler. 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 Lieutenant Tyler. Tyler yeah. And um, I wasn't that close to Timothy. Let me be honest. So. <laughs> But, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to need some replacements, you know, maybe two of my people. But then I kind of like look over and see these two and I'm like, maybe just one for the short term. And we don't really know exactly what that means. Like some of my people, like, you right. know, am I talking about other lifomorphs? Am I talking about like crew members or something or like what? Right. Right? But, um, but I'm, I'm talking like kind of vulnerably. It doesn't sound like I'm talking as a you know, a fellow professional. I'm talking like somebody who just lost a really close right. friend, right? Right. Um, I don't. What, what's his I think response? He, I don't know. Yeah, I think he stops. Right. Um, I think he's jarred out of what was on his mind, right? And he wants to do the right thing right now, right? And he says, "Hey, we'll cover all that. I'm sorry that you lost folks. I am. Um, can we? Can we do all this?" in an hour or two and and I'll make I'll, I'll make it right to the best of my ability and you know I just kind of like nod however a blob knobs <laughs> right, like, right. A little so he does so, he hears so you uh, and I think at that point he does recognize Atlas being new right uh, and he's got a quizzical look on his face right and then he remembers I gotta go do this thing right uh, and then he heads out I'm going to hard cut to, because i got two things I want to do, and we can move around in time. Uh, so 
Fear has several locations on the station, right? That are maybe not secret, but they're certainly not public, right? They're somewhere in that space between, right? Unlisted. Uh, yes, unlisted. Some of them are lodging. So I, I think uh, we see Dartha uh, kind of get some lodging for Atlas, right? Uh, because Atlas can't go to the lodging area where uh, Dartha is, right? So I think for the aliens that uh, are on station with fear, it's kind of a safe space, right, for them, right? And Dartha goes there, right? And it's kind of a common area. And when Dartha gets there, right, there's a uh, kind of a uh, lizard, kind of like a cricket, cricket type uh, alien, bipedal, bipedal. Uh, maybe it's got four, six arms, right? Uh, just in all its all raw, naked, cricket-like form, right? Um, and it's uh, it's all chittery when it sees Dartha, that uh, it's happy that Dartha made it back. Uh, it wants to know, did you find it? Uh, what'd you see there? What'd you bring back? And it's talking a mile a minute, right? Yeah. Um, and then this kind of rolling... Uh, think R2-D2, but without the dome part, right? Uh, maybe it's kind of uh, got a lip area in it, and there's a uh, orb. It, it's kind of organic, but it looks like it also might be uh, a metal-ish kind of thing, and it's kind of hovering in that lip area, uh, but the base is kind of carrying it around, and it kind of rolls itself in to join the conversation. Um, the voice on that thing is kind of modulated, where the cricket has a voice, right? Um, and they both are expressing uh, happiness that you've returned. Um, I am so 100% digging this little family reunion here. <laughs> <laughs> this is very cool. I love these creatures, these people. Um, what do you call the cricket, alien? Um, hmm. And it's tall. I want to say it might be taller than six feet, but it's super thin, right? And it's all in its shell kind of thing. Getting a very Thrycreen vibe, right? Like, like yeah. it could probably like extend right. itself right. up to seven feet tall, or it could like hunch itself way down, you know? And right. Let's just go with Clack. Okay, I like it. Strong name. That is a strong name. Yeah, Clack is asking questions a mile a minute. Yeah. And I, I think there's this part where, you know, like we see me looking at all these questions and I, we just saw that I had some like emotional response somewhere back there, right? In the last scene. And I think I just go up and kind of like hug him, hu you know, hug clack. <laughs> like I'm not mm -hmm. answering any questions. There's just this kind of like very close, right. you know, what would approximate a hug you know, right. kind of thing. And I'm just quiet. By the way, the other alien or, you know, creature right. is named Sinclair. Sinclair. I like it. That's better than what I was going to pick. Yes. Uh, so Sinclair in its modulated voice uh, asks, what did you find? It's very direct. Yeah. 
I think I go full bore like honesty. Like we don't, we haven't seen where I'm supposed to like report confidential information and not confidential information, right. like right. who's really in charge or whatever right. fear is. But all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, we picked up this, this, uh, what is a, a human appro uh, Android, right? We picked right. up this Android. I think it's a full AI. I think it came from a couple of hundred years ago. There was pre-tech and I'm, I'm just like blabbing like a bunch nice. of, like, I don't sound like this professional working in my group anymore. I'm just like talking with friends at the coffee shop about all this weird gossip bullshit that happened. And I'm nice. just like blabbing about our mission and like, oh, and you know, this person who's left, uh, you know, hope you defected or something basically, right? Yeah, hope defected, yeah. And, and I mentioned hope and they're like, wait, which one is that? And I'm like, oh, the defector. And I'm just like talking about all this stuff, which sounds like it should be confidential, but we don't. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, out of clarity, uh, Dominique, is Atlas with uh, Dartha right now? Or are you? No, I'm in my own, my own logic. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. So Dartha, 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 she's just gabbing with her, with, with her pals, with her friends. Yeah. I love it. Right. Somewhere else, not sleeping, because I just slept for several hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> tired of sleeping. I, I think when Dartha drops Atlas off in Atlas's lodgings, um, maybe you're checking the room out, uh, looking it over, getting a feel for it, and a broadcast, much like the one from the old station, uh, comes in because i'm assuming you're wired up for that you can get that yeah uh, but this one comes with a visual display in front of you it kind of materializes like a like a hologram right um uh it's a female hologram and she introduces herself as voya and she welcomes you to uh the Tarak station and uh she's kind of at your service for whatever you need and wants to help you enjoy your stay since you're a long way from the Hades Kennel Service 03. Yeah, I want to ask for um, if there's any, I guess I wouldn't have to read a physical book to learn things. I could just have data like downloaded to myself. Um, yeah. so I want to ask like, is there like an ebook that's like, a summary of all the history I missed. Of the last and could I just years. download it and internalize that information and try to get a bit caught up to speed? And I also imagine that in the process of doing so, I'll become like the AI equivalent of just very overwhelmed and might have to go sit down for a little bit. Nice. <laughs> While I, I think the rest of human history. Nice. I think that's where we leave it. We see, as we pan out, we see uh, Hope uh, working on the ship, getting the transponder off, getting the wires out, yeah. checking it over to make sure there are no other trackers on it. Uh, I think we see Dartha in a little alien reunion, uh, sharing information that she's not sure should be she should be sharing or not. I think the audience uh, isn't sure. Like, she seems to be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the eyes, uh, that's forward, yeah. And uh, Atlas, I think we see Atlas interacting, right, uh, with this display of all this history catching up on uh, yeah. what uh, yeah. what he's missed. 
I like the idea um, that it's like just drinking from a font, but like just drinking from a fire hose. You're like, whoa! Like that's just yes. yeah. Cool. Um, so should we wrap the session? Should we do XP like uh, yes uh, XP and wrap up? Yes. Uh, so XP is uh, one point for short-term goals, right? Uh, one XP for short-term goals, character goals. Uh, two, I think, for long-term goals, or is it three? I think it's three for long-term goals. All right. And then for the crew goal, which was to escape the station. Uh, I don't remember how much the crew XP was. That's what I'm tracking down. I think that I think that the 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 normal that it's supposed to sort of like hover around is three per session. Like okay. that's the typical thing. So right with the idea that long term goals uh, uh, for a person to accomplish long term goals, it's like a big deal. Like it's not going to happen very often. So right. my my inclination would be to say crew goals are worth two, personal goals are worth one for short term and three for long term because then you're most of the time going to get three. Three right. sometimes going to get. Uh, sometimes going to get five, but it's you know, right. pretty darn rare. Is, is my I like that. Can I, can I say, by the way, as a player, how excited I am to actually be playing in a game where I get XP. I can't remember the last time I did this. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. nice. I love it. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's see. I'll pull up all the sheets. Um, They're right. Uh, so everybody certainly gets two for escaping the station. Yep. Yay. And then I don't think we talked about our long-term and our short-term goals. We meant to. We were talking about that before. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, but but Tomes, I mean, feel free to retcon it, I think, if you want. Yeah, I'm good with that. What, what was, do you have idea for your long and short-term goals for Jotham? Yeah, I think definitely like a short-term goal might be um, to find another, uh, you know, to, maybe to verify your psychic ability. Yeah. That makes total right. sense. Um, uh, which I, I I think you could say you accomplished. Sure. Right. Uh, Long-term goals, I think, is to um, let's go with a long-term goal being uh, to to replace my close social connections that are required for my mental stability. Right, like as right. Yeah. this species, I need to be surrounded by a certain amount of people that I feel very communal with. That's how my species behaves on their planet. Now that I'm here in this crew and I just lost this very important person to me, like I need to shore that up or it's not good. Does that, does that sound like a long-term goal? It's kind of weird, is it okay? Uh, I think it does. So, who is close to you right now? And because uh, I may let's let's put some metrics on it. That way, we know when you hit it. How many people do you need, and who do you have now? Oh, I think I need these two because they they'll be newer, right? So right. these two mean right. Atlas and Hope, right? right? Like I'll actually need to feel close to them to replace that loss. And right, right. now, I and think there's. There's kind of like a couple of NPC characters, and you can tell like when I go to the alien station, I, I'm close to them. That that's where right. I'm shoring up some of my need, but right. I need more. Right. I'm adding Timothy and Raven to that mix. Sure. That sounds rad. I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so 
that that grants so uh, every short-term goal i would love to like later have a conversation like have more even though you've done it like you've verified it there still might be more in terms of like probing your questions i think it'd be fun to to talk about that kind of that kind of stuff but that puts you at three xp which makes you second level yes so you get all the things you get for second level um uh uh atlas what do you think your short-term and long-term goals oh i know my long-term goal is to learn more about the circumstances of my creation and sort of develop some closure in my relationship with my creator because I was asleep for so long that everyone that I knew in my previous life is now probably dead. Um, I think if I were to retcon a short-term goal, it would be to return to consciousness, get off of the station that I was stranded on and sort of get caught up on what I missed, which because I'm retconning it is exactly what I did. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. No, it's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, okay, I'm uh, I'm putting this in our goals on our sheets just so that the folks watching at home can see. Um, and so that puts you at three as well, and yeah, and gives you level two. Cool. Perfect. Um, the, the 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 leveling in this game, as I understand it, is that it's supposed to be pretty fast in the beginning, and then it tapers off. So like, we'll get to level three or four pretty quick, and then might not go much past that. But like, that gives us the ability to you know round out some of our our our, our skills and things like that. All right, my short term goal was to disable tracking on Squidly. Uh, yes. And it, you know, I thought every time we ran into someone, I thought it was Eardos catching up with us, like the first people. <laughs> who were the, the green tuning folks like that must have been your dose and then the people on the other side were like, that must have been your dose so i don't know how much it came out when i was like you're not you don't sound like you're from your dose like she just assumed it every time and then when it was like oh if they finally aren't tracking her then she gets caught by some bureaucratic douche nozzle it's like that's the worst she thought it was going to be a shootout or a capture no it's some asshole with a clipboard so uh i really love that that's the thing that prompted her to get up there with the welder nice so that's our short-term goal. My long-term goal, I might change this because it is so, it feels very personal to her and it's not connected to, to, to the to the rest of the crew very much. Um, but right now my long-term goal is to free the other wellhoppers, um, the other folks that are essentially indentured at the moment. And, uh, um, and, and in some cases me, and I think that's a cool idea, but it, we'll talk about it offline because I feel like that might also pull away from the, the group right that might i don't want to tell like my little story so we'll see how much that matters to other people and but for now i'm gonna take three xp and go and level as well nice so everyone's level two now yes awesome i have a question i about like it but i think i can offline it uh yeah go for it. i mean we're wrapping up but like i'm i'm happy to if questions. I put that I'm level two on my character sheet, does it automatically give me the like second level advancements? Mm -hmm. it, I think it does. I just did it, and it it, it changed my minimum XP to to six. It, oh, okay. uh, yeah. it did not give me unspent skill points though, so I think it does some things. I think it gets your attack bonus and stuff like that, but I don't think it it. I don't know if it how much it does automatically. So, okay. I have to cool. thank you. Play I'll with that. Yeah. No all right, let's. 
thanks everybody for hanging out with the chat. Let's uh, let's do our wrap. Uh, oh darn it! I thought I was displaying all that to chat. Uh, sorry, folks. I had a roll twenty up, but we talked it through, so you got to hear about it. Um, uh, I'm Sean. I use he/him pronouns. I um, uh, am a regular streamer on this channel. I'm very excited to be playing with these wonderful folks. Uh, it's 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 super uh, super cool. First session was a blast. Um, I'm looking forward to doing more of it. I'm gonna be playing just a whole bunch of games. Um, uh, on Sunday we'll be playing Scum and Villainy because I can't obviously get enough sci-fi. And um, on uh, on Sunday night because one game wasn't enough, we're going to be adding Jamie's game, uh, Bobby. Uh, Balak Bayan. I'm probably mispronouncing that. I apologize. Um, but Balak Bayan. You got it. Balak, Balak Bayan. Great. Uh, we'll be playing a, a, a cyberpunk game where the spirits have sort of returned and uh, we're we are trying to reconnect with them. So, so many, so many games. And thank you. Uh, need more loot. I will make a Twitch schedule to that gap. So, um, I'm excited for all of this. Uh, how about you, Dominique? I'm Dominique. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, I'm a newbie streamer and really heckin' excited to be here. And things I'm excited for in my everyday life, that's what's next. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am working on a narrative RPG about the criminal justice system and looking for playtesters. Hit me up at DomSticky on Twitter. Nice. <laughs> I'm really pumped nice. about that. Yeah. Didn't you also just release a, a sweet yes. uh, sci-fi yeah. module I'm really yourself? I'm bad at self-promo. I recently had... <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> a sci-fi adventure come out with Monty Cook Games. You can find that at montycookgames.com. It's called Heist on Miracle 4, and it is a heist on the space station. I think that's all I have to sell for a If I'm missing anything, just dominiquedigby.com. It's all there. <laughs> nice. Cool. How about you, Tomes? Um, Tomer Grants, Tomes, he, him. Uh, I... Uh, First of all, I just had a blast because I all I really wanted to do, like other than playing with you guys, because all of you are fantastic. I just wanted to play a blob, and I got to do that so much. So thank you. You blobbed it up um, so well, Tom. We, we got, I, yeah. it's uh, so. Uh, otherwise, things that I do. I mean, I used to play a lot more games than I have recently. I've been taking a little bit of like a chilled out, introverted. Oh wow, there's a pandemic kind of break from some games, yeah. but I will plug uh, Story Games Glendale. So Story Games Glendale is one of the communities that um, I play a big part in. And it's, uh, it used to be very LA based in Los Angeles because, uh, you know, meetup is like an in-person thing. But look, like we meet online now. So we do uh, bi-weekly indie RPG nights, which is like games on demand. And uh, we've started, my partner Jay and our friend Christian started an RPG makers meetup. So on the other Tuesdays, we meet up with a bunch of RPG designers and do like lean coffee and uh, some play testing and things like that. So um, if you're interested in joining Spurry Games Glendale, meetup.com, look that up, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and finally, our, our illustrious GM. How about you, Jay? I'm good. Uh, I had to swap out my Bluetooth. It died four hours. Um, but I'm good. I'm Matt Jay, uh, Jamal Brown. You can find me on Twitter at MattJay0. 
Uh, I'm the host of the Diceology podcast. We're in our second season, or I'm in my second season. I don't know why I say we. Um, and it's been a blast. It's been fun. Uh, this has been awesome too. So I'm 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 glad uh, we we decided to do this. Uh, I like sci-fi games, um, and uh, I wanted to check out the revised version of Stars Without Numbers. And I think we're off to an awesome start. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I, I I can't agree more. I'm I'm gonna vamp for a second while I try to uh, find the link to Diceology. There it is. Put it in chat. Okay, cool. Everybody's links are in. Uh, so we're going to head out. I realized I made an omission at the beginning of this, and I'm going to squeeze it in now, which is to say that um, a as a channel initiative, all of our uh, all the funds that we are getting are going to split between the Translegal Defense Fund and Black Lives Matter. Um, so if you like the show and you want to support us or you want to do things to help the world, uh, there's lots and lots of ways you can do that, but some of those would be to do donate to either of those uh, to either of those causes, um, or if you want to subscribe to us, all of our funds are going are being split there. So any way you do that, uh, well, great. I'll put links in chat. Uh, we really appreciate. We have a lot of wonderful people here, and we really appreciate everyone uh, trying to help in whatever we can to make this world a little less terrible, uh, including playing games together. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all. Good night, friends. Good night, all. Night. What is up with the mysterious Dr. Long, man? We came to him with uh, Atlas, uh, the first AI that we've seen in, in forever. And he just kind of kind of shrugs. Kind of, huh? Sit. Yeah, something's going on there. Something's going on with Long and Raven. Is Timothy involved? Is he got our back? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued that there's 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 threats from within. There's threats from without and threats from within. Uh very, very cool. I guess we're just gonna have to find out next time on Stars Without Numbers.